crooked hack? We're live, hack. Is your hat crooked? You can't hear me now. Your hat's straight. It is? Yeah, yeah. It's a little, actually, it is a little crooked. It's a little, yeah. mid, or this way for you. Oh, I, th- I thought you were doing that as a stylish thing, Harry. Like, no, no. You know, like, uh, hey, I would wear his hat slightly yeah. cro- crooked. Yeah. Crooked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 39 of <laughs> Cheese Podcast. Harry Mays, Jason Martinez. Um, let me just start out with this disclaimer today, Harry. Yeah. There has been so little preparation that's been put into this show today. Yeah. That it's got to be good. <laughs> you think so? You think that's when we're at our best? I do. When there's no prep. I, See, I always wrote, wrote down I always like had four to words. Have, okay, well, I wrote more than that. I always had I always had to have a sheet or two of handwritten notes to go into every show. Like either, even, if, even if I wouldn't use them, mm-hmm. I had to have them there. It was almost like a safety blanket for me. Like a whoopee. Yeah, you want to call it a whoopee? We'll call it a whoopee. Um, but yeah, like um, even if I didn't, you know, go back and read them, it, it it just sort of felt like I was ready to go. Well, if all shit hit the fan, if Bruno lost his voice and the phones went down, right. you had something, uh, a safety net. Right. Bruno would have them too. He had like a legal pad and he'd always jot stuff down. But the funny thing about his stuff that he jotted down, it was all like, from for his national show yeah. like at night like when he was doing into the night and then he was mm-hmm. working with me during the day in philly only but all the notes that he had were like almost like doing a sports update for uh you know all the all that went on in the nba last night kind yeah. of thing and i'm like thinking well, we can't use that <laughs> like that's not going to do squat for us yeah he, what do he's you mean? Thinking- copious notes for a show that he's not getting ready to do until eight hours later but for your show nothing nothing absolutely four minutes in he's going where's the show sheet sheet? yeah where's the deal of the week harry you know what's coming up harry (laughs) i'd be like what (laughs) when i worked with anthony he'd be there like on his phone going bananas writing stuff but it was never for the show it was, was it for, like for some screenplay, script. yeah, yeah or script, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, can we do the fucking show here? I know, I know. <laughs> he he I, used to drive me nuts because he needed glasses really bad, uh huh. But he didn't have them, so he'd be like squinting, looking at everything. I'm like, dude, why you're didn't he me get a fucking headache? Why didn't he get glasses? Could pair look good? I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no well, idea. I I know. I never did regular shows with him, but I did a couple. And he was always on his phone texting with his buddies while the show was going on. Oh, yeah. Big time. Like yep. while he's talking, mm-hmm. he could yeah. multitask and carry on a text conversation with like three of his boys. Yeah. With Boo. Yeah. Go Ben. Yeah. Jimmy Head. Or whatever. What was that? It was a Jimmy Head. Yeah. Jimmy Head. Yeah. I met him yeah. once at a remote. He's the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd always be. No, I'm texting Spags. You know, he yeah. told me during break or right. Howie. Yeah. He, yeah. So I loved when Howie texted him. Right. <laughs> when I read that report about Wentz. Oh, yeah. Right. About the a back. Few, yeah. yeah. Uh, Howie had a few F bombs in there. He did. I appreciated it. Yeah. But I was right. So <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going right. to do? Yeah. What are you going to do about the Phillies, man? I tell you, it's amazing what a loss can do to sort of fracture a very oh. fragile fan base. 
because, you know, you just went – because the Phillies were rolling through the playoffs, right? And their pitching was unbelievable. Everybody's, hit, you know, hitting the ball. And all of a sudden, uh, their ace or one of their aces gets a four-run lead and suddenly gets shelled. Spit the the fan base is shook. Yep. But, but in amazing. reality, you did what you came to do. You came to get home field advantage. You yeah. want to – you split. I mean, yeah. I know the way it happened last night was not good, and it kind of makes you feel like, wow, like have they figured something out, you know, because they were they were just on top of his fastball, uh, like from about the – what was that inning, the third inning on or whatever. Yeah. You know, it was 4 nothing, and then after like two, and then the next two hitters hit home runs back-to-back, and all of a sudden Nola was human. Yeah. Again. And, you know. Did Raj put out a tweet, Harry? Raj. Telling people to kiss his ass again? No, no, but it's it's funny though because Nola in his last three starts prior to the San, to last night's game, he was six and two thirds scoreless innings against Houston the night that they clinched the playoffs yep. on the road, six and two thirds scoreless against St. Louis uh, on the road in the wild card, six innings pitched with one unearned run allowed unearned by the way against Atlanta in the division series last night he goes four and two thirds gives up six runs on seven hits couple of home runs and it's actually the third time that the Phillies have blown at least a four-run lead in the playoffs do you remember the other two times well one of them was 93 correct that was in the World Series yes and that's Joe Carter who ended that that one that was the crazy game game four Mm-hmm. Uh, where the Phillies led 14 to nine in the eighth oh inning God. and Toronto then scored six runs in the eighth to win the game 15 to 14. You may recall oh Larry Anderson and Mitch Williams gave up the goat in that game. Wow. They combined in that inning to give up all those runs. And that was, yeah, 15, 14. Of course, the Phillies go on to lose the series, you know, Joe Carter, but the other time, was one that I talked about many, many times on the Fanatic. Was it uh, 07? Colorado? No. no. 2011. Okay. Which, Game wh- two against the St. Louis Cardinals. Is this Jamie Moyer? No, Cliff Lee. Don't you remember oh, the Cliff right. Lee game? They, he, he got staked to a four-run lead. Yes. I was at a wedding reception for one of my good buddies, Jim Crompton. And we're down in Avalon at the Avalon Yacht Club at the reception. And they had the TV on and the game was on in the bar. So I got half, you know, one eye on the game and one eye on everything that's going on at the reception. And I You're drinking believe- so much, you only got one eye going. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but I couldn't believe that they got him that lead and he spit up the game and they ended up losing a series. And that was really the end of the era. Yeah. If you remember, you know. Yep. You know? Um, but so I think Because then they didn't hit in the last game. <laughs> no, no. No. So that's you uh, give Cliff Lee a four run lead like that. You're taking that thing to the bank all day. Well, right. And I'm sure about 98 percent of Phillies fans were thinking the same thing last night with the way Nola's been pitching. Yeah. So, you know, it is kind of scary when you see, you know, one of your best pitchers who's been pitching so well get rocked like that. Uh, But the next game, though, right, it is the next game is the most important game because in a best of seven series when they're tied one one. The winner of game three in the 2-3-2 format, which is what this series is, yep. is in a great spot because they have won the series 69% of the time. Wow. You win game three with a series tied 1-1 with a 2-3-2 format, you're 67-30. and 30 Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, isn't that amazing? 
It's such a pivotal game because the momentum of the series swings to a different location. Mm-hmm. You grab the lead. And obviously, if you win game three and you go up two to one, you're now capable of going up three to one. And that's right. the big thing. Yeah. So, I mean, Wheeler in game one, Har. Oh, I mean, how about that guy? Out. Oh, my goodness. Was he good? Oh, my I, I didn't want him to take him out. No, <laughs> you know, I wanted I'm him thinking to start like, again. You know, but the bullpen was great, too. I mean, they, they split the yep. two innings and um, they were they were great. But he was so dominant. And then you got the two, you know, the Schwarber home run, 488 feet. It hasn't landed yet. (laughs) The track of that bat was unbelievable. Yep. And the the meme of uh, Harper looking out, that was classic. You'll be seeing that meme forever. That was great. I mean, Harper hit a bomb earlier, hit the solo shot. Right. And I'm trying to think back here, and I don't want to make this about recency bias. Because the team from 07 to 11 and the iterations thereof, but the core of that team was insanely likable. Yeah. Utley, mm-hmm. Rollins, Howard, worth for those Chooch. years. Yeah, cho- great one. Yeah, <laughs> very Lidge, very likable. Yeah. Cole Hamels, right? right? Cole Hamels is game on. You know, well, Cole Hamels, O7. it was kind of weird because some of the fan, I loved him, but some of the fan base was a little like kind of, I don't know. I don't know that they were fully committed to Cole Hamels. Some Not of the until the base. 08, until he was the MVP. Right, right. Because he was kind of California chill. He wasn't yeah. really East Coast kind of guy. Well, you know, uh-huh. you know he's kind of goofy. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but <laughs> that team had so many likable characters. Charlie, for God's sake, oh, right? Of course, yeah. And then this team, you know, I'm looking at this team. And for the last couple of years, I'm going, like, there's not that much likable here other than Harper. Like, Segura pissed me off at times. Yeah. You know, Reese Hoskins is so erratic. Oh, yeah. 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 But now, like, with this combination of Brandon Marsh, Schwarber, you know, all these guys. I like Stott. Yeah. Yeah. And, (laughs) I mean, you look at a guy like, like, you know, Syndergaard now there. and. Wheeler's unbelievable. Nola's a homegrown guy. Right. Obviously, JT Realmuto, who committed here. Right. I like Bohm. They're pretty likable. Bohm's likable, I think. I mean, ever yeah. since he, you know, he sort of owned up to it. Well, not sort of. He did. He owned up to it saying, I hate it here. Or, I hate this effing place. Remember when yeah. he made uh, he made a couple of errors in the field? And then he, he said, he this fucking made, place. He kind of made a routine play, and the fans gave him a Bronx cheer. And he was like, I, I hate this effing place. Yeah. <laughs> I totally that made me like him more that he said that. Well, and, and yeah. admitted it, and admitted it. So I, yeah. you know, I think probably you know some of the veteran players got to him and said, "Hey, dude, you got to own this," and he yeah, did on your to sword. his credit. And, and you know, then then we like you. That's when an advisor around like Larry Boahar mm-hmm. pays that. That's his salary right there. Yeah, because Bo goes to him and says, "Look, I've been here a long time. Uh huh. I've had success here. I've had a lot of failure here. Yeah, own it, yep. and they'll love you even more." I mean, and if I was true. a player, I'd almost premeditate do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> get them on my side. But th- yeah. this team is really like they're like a ragtag crew, kind of like that '93 team as well. Yeah, but I think I think there's just more talent on this team, isn't there? Refined. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, yeah, you know. Well, where does it go, Har? Do they win Game Three and take that 69 percent chance? Yeah, I think they, they go do. and. I think, Ran- I think Ranger rises up and gives them five good innings. Okay. And they cobble the rest together with the bullpen, get a couple of big hits, and win the game. And then, and then come game four. Yeah. Well, no, no. Game four will probably be a Syndergaard 
uh, falter bullpen. You know, maybe they started yeah. out with a with a reliever for a, you know an inning or so, and then is you know, Gabe still here? Oh, bye. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, but no, Wheeler pitched probably pitched Sunday, Sunday okay. afternoon. No Eagles yeah. game on Sunday. Isn't this perfect? Uh, sometimes the sports gods. I'll tell you what, Harry. Yeah, they align things perfectly. They clear the schedule for you. Yeah, so you can put maximum concentration into it. I mean, it was a week of weeks last week since we last did the show last Thursday. Right. All these things are happening. Sixers open their season, you know, with Boston, no less. Right. Phillies. That was a dud. Yeah, it was. Phillies in the divisional round, they advanced. They knocked out the Braves, and now they're on to the NLCS. Uh, The Eagles and the Cowboys, right? Mm -hmm. The Eagles beat the Cowboys. They're freaking 6-0. Right, go into the and bye week with a win. Flyers won three straight, and the Flyers were three and zero at one point. I know they mm-hmm. they lost the Panther last night. Yeah, four three. Yeah, but but, but they uh, didn't tuck tail and run after going down two nothing again. They came back and they tied the game. I can't believe they go down two nothing to Tampa on the road and came back and won that game in their home opener. Yeah, yeah, two bombs from Stamkos on the PP. Right, and they overcame it. I mean, they got a power play goal in every game. They're getting excellent. Like Carter Hart's been unbelievable. He's got a mm-hmm. nine forty three save percentage. So, I mean, everything is just turning up Philly right now, which is which is great to see. Right, and I love that the Eagles don't play this weekend. This is a perfect me, time for the Bible. Me too, yeah. because I don't want to have to pay attention to the NFL at all on Sunday. The cards, oh, you're taking a sabbatical? Yeah, the card stinks. If you know, there's mm-hmm. no good games. Yeah, I mean, maybe you'd want to watch Dallas against Detroit just to see if Detroit could beat them in Dak's return or something. I get mm-hmm. all that. But, you know, Washington's playing Green Bay. But other than that, there's really – there's nothing that really uh, gets me excited. So and there's no Bills game. They're on the bye week. The Eagles on the bye yeah. week. The Vikings are on the bye week. So those are like three, you know, really good teams to watch. And uh, they're not playing. So I'm not yeah, – There's no marquee matchup, is there? Not not to me. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati's playing Atlanta. I mean, KC plays shit. San Francisco. That could be a decent game. Yeah. That's yeah. a late one, too. Yeah, four twenty-five, I believe. Yeah, but I want um, I, I want to be fully invested in that Phillies game. Now, what time is first pitch on Sunday, huh? Let me check. Let me check. Um, because oh, I'm off this here. weekend for my son's teams too. Oh, really? Yeah, we were supposed to go to Lake Placid this weekend, really? and uh, things kind of fell through at the hotel. Yeah, it was going up there for a tournament. You play one of the, your games in that in the in the gold medal arena up there. Right. Right. Stay in the village, you know, the whole thing. and That's cool. Yeah, it's uh, not happening, though. 237 first pitch. Well, that's perfect. Yeah, because uh, the Yankees and the Astros will play at 707 that night on Sunday. All right. And that'll oh, leave me right in the Flyers Sharks that night at the Wells Fargo Center. We watched oh, the end man. of that game in the press dining room, huh? Wow. Oh, it's going to be a shit show down there parking and everything again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Was like that well, last week. Now game. I haven't watched much of the Flyers. I've tuned in a little bit to the game against Tampa, um, and saw they were down two nothing. And then you know, texting with you, found out that they were coming back. So I flipped back and forth a little bit. But tell me how they're they're performing. Are they a, a Tortorella team where they're blocking a lot of shots? You know, yeah. and all taking one for the team kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, or the, what the Devils game, the opener, mm-hmm. Proroff blocked ten shots in the game. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's a yeah, hallmark I mean, of Tortorella's teams. It always has been. Yes. It's it's about the team, and it's about, you know, it's f- symbolic in a way. Right. If you're willing to step in front of a 95-mile-an-hour clapper, then, you know, you're invested. Right. But, no, they've looked good, Harry. I mean, 
the structure's been good. They're going to have to do it by committee. You know, different guys are going to have to step up the score because no guy's going to go out and give you 45 goals this year. Mm. Konechny's off to a fucking tear. Well, He's that's been good. Unreal. It's about time. Yeah. So the, the Saturday game they played, I interviewed Vancouver. TK. Yeah. Yeah. I interviewed TK after the second period. I was down on the glass in our spot down there, Harry, by the Zamboni entrance watching right. the second. And Konechny kept taking his helmet off and throwing it to the trainer on the bench. So when I started the interview with TK, I said, uh, I opened it and said, you know, Travis Konechny with us. A double bucket repair tells me you're doing your job because you're going to the dirty areas. Wow. <laughs> what a way to start it. He laughed double and said, bucket. yeah, he goes, I got to get that bucket tightened up. <laughs> and then at so, the end, he was, he was taking the tape off his stick while we were doing the interview. I said, all right, tape that twig. <laughs> How many hockey terms can you get in in one oh. interview? <laughs> oh, my God. It's unbelievable. It was great. A double bucket. A, a buddy of mine, Gary. Uh, texted me, he goes, double bucket repair. That is fucking great. <laughs> not Gary from Boston. No, not Boston Gary. Boston He's Gary. supposed to come down, though, yeah. at some point and hang out with Raider Frank and go to a game and, and get all sloshed. Is that right? Well, he was supposed to come down last year, Boston Gary, yeah. and uh, that huge snowstorm hit and prevented him coming from coming down. Hmm. It was that late one, too, like maybe beginning of March, something really? like that. I don't, I don't even remember. Yeah, you, you tend to forget snow. Um, yeah. Real quick, tell the people about uh, uh, Wealth Advisory Services, Harry. Yeah, Wealth Advisory Services, uh, if you don't know them, you should. Paul, Dave, and the entire team, they've got over 100 years of first-class service working with all different levels of investors across the country. And there's something more powerful than luck or coincidence that helps bring financial independence. It's called planning. And as professionals dedicated to continuing education and a high standard of ethics, they leave nothing to chance. Wealth Advisory Services coordinate with other trusted pros to ensure seamless management of your assets with services that range from portfolio management, insurance, tax, estate, retirement planning, and beyond. Located in Bucks County, PA, and down the shore, Cape May, New Jersey, WealthAdvisoryServices.com, a personalized approach to managing your wealth. I could use them, Harry. Because yeah. I got to get your thoughts on something that I received in the mail today. Okay. I'm going to bring it up here. I, I just don't want to show my address. How often we, do you get your mail? I like, don't. Does my wife does. to your door? No, I, we have a the box thing. Okay. A, so like a collection does, of boxes. Does she go out there every day and get it? Or do you let it build up like I do? No, it builds up from time to time. Sometimes it's every day. Sometimes it's once a week. Mm. And then she'll usually put it in the car and not take it out of the car. And I'll be like, did that check come in? She's like, go look in my car. But I saw this on the the kitchen island this morning as I arose from my studio because I was up late last night because of the game. And I see this Philadelphia Parking Authority, City of Philadelphia, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, notice of violation. Uh Uh-oh. As you can see right there, Harry, notice of violation. Right. I go, what the, what is this? And- it says violation date 925, so that's September 25th, 4.32 p.m., fine amount $100. Wow. I'm like, for what? So it says speed, 59 miles per hour, posted speed, 45 miles per hour. Then it's got three pictures of the truck, my pickup, mm-hmm. plowing down Roosevelt Boulevard on the way to the barn for a game. My issue here 
I shouldn't have to pay a ticket unless you put a body, you put boots on the ground <laughs> to track not, me down and give me that ticket. not the way it works anymore, man. This is bullshit. This is half-ass. Not on that. Half price. Not on that road. That's a dangerous road. That's probably why they've got those cameras on that road. But Harry, I'm going 59. It's not like I'm barreling down Roosevelt Boulevard going 80. You're going 60 and a 40, though, right? No, I'm going 59. That's 60. I mean, that's ridiculous. Why were you on Roosevelt Boulevard to go to the Flyers game? We had a game up at the Northeast Skate Zone for my son's team. So I got the hockey bag in the back of the truck. Oh, now was this this place in Bristol? Uh, No, we were there earlier that day, though, to be honest. Oh, okay. So that was our second game that day in the afternoon, and I had to go up to the Northeast Skate Zone or whatever. Well, but but this this getting a ticket on camera thing is bullshit. Well, yeah, I, I, it sucks. But yeah, I mean, why why can't you get the Flyers to pay it? Well, I wasn't going to the Flyer game. I thought you said you were. No, I'm going to my son's game. That I the team I coach. Oh, okay. At the I, Northeast, I thought Gates. you were leaving that game to go to no. the Flyers game. No. Wow. Oh, well, then I mean, you're it, on your own. I mean, look. I understand Roosevelt Boulevard's dangerous. Yeah. Then post some cops in cars and put it that little mechanical thing on the side of the road. They've been defunded. Yeah. See, this is a fucking problem because it's too easy to pinch me that now. It's lazy. It's lazy, but it works. You know, I should fight it. Why? What are you going to fight? I'm going to take it to the ninth court circuit of appeals. (laughs) (laughs) What attorney are you going to get? Johnny Cochran. Yeah. He's, he's not dead. alive anymore. He's not, How about Rudy Giuliani? I'll get him. We'll yeah. do a, a press conference at the landscape place. Huh? <laughs> I don't know that Rudy does any legal work anymore. No, I think he's been. <laughs> I, think, I think he just does license. radio shows and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm just like apoplectic about this. I got to wake up to this notice that I was speeding. Wow. And, you know, I come home a lot of times off 95 to, to the Blue Route 476 and get off at the Lima Springfield exit. To get on Route One, not and the they Lima always, Springfield. Yeah, they always have cops there before you get to, you know, you're going up, and before you get to the, like the Granite Run area, mm-hmm. and they use that little mechanical device that's on the side of the road. Then when you go around the turn, they wave you in that you've sped. Right. But I, I look for the mechanical device, Harry. Mm-hmm. I am onto their bullshit. Matter of fact, you know who else used to use the mechanical device? Who? The Bala cops. Oh yeah. When you would get off 76 at City Line Avenue and make that first right to go by the 555 building and right. scoot around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right down at the bottom of that hill. That's 25 mile an hour. They'd uh-huh. have that mechanical device and then they'd have cops sitting there and they go, come yep. on in, bro. Right. I go, I see him waving people in. I just go, I saw your device. I knew you were here. Why don't you just behave and, and you know, obey the speed limit? Well, I, I, I mean, mean, I'm going 59. I'm, you know, I might have got a little heavy on the foot. Listen, I was probably listening to like Slayer or something. Right. Like a little aggressive. Probably. You know? <laughs> that's just where I am. A hundred bucks. You better pay it now because they, they'll jack on an extra fee if you don't pay it within the first couple of days. Yeah. I wonder how much of this is actually fees. It's probably right. a lot of it. It's probably a $25 ticket and $75 worth of fees. I'll tell you what. I I, I should have gotten into the business of fees mm-hmm. because whether it's ticket fees, speeding ticket fees, Mm-hmm. Right, so do not mail cash. Yeah, no shit. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Unbelievable. We'll get the old lady to pay it. Well, you know, she pays for everything else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just got a I got a text here from Raider Frank here during the program. Harry. 
He no, said, yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to uh, mention this on the OG's podcast. He said, but the Flyers are opening the Wells Fargo Center at 2 o'clock on Sunday, so Flyer fans can watch the Phils before the 7 p.m. puck drop. Oh, that, that's cool. $5 beers and right. dollar dogs at the barn. Wow, that's a pretty good deal. Oh, man, that's a really Flyer good deal. F- buckled. Oh, my. Who did they play that night? San Jose? Yeah, the, the 0-5 San Jose Sharks, Harry. Oh, wow. Yeah. With that Timo Meyer and Tomas Hurdle, oh, Logan Couture. <laughs> that's a pretty good deal, though. Dollar dogs and five dollar beers. That, that's, that's a great, great idea. Deal. Yeah, I, I give them full props. You know, I, I found it strange that I guess it was the Vancouver game. The Flyers were putting the Phillies game on the jumbotron, and they went picture in picture. And as the Phillies are trying to close out the game against the Braves. Mm-hmm. The game was showing on half of the Jumbotron, and the Phillies game was showing on the other half. Oh, wow. See, that's a great idea, too. It's it's great when these teams can sort of show support for one another. Like you saw mm-hmm. Nick Sirianni, you know, was at the <clears throat> Phillies game, and he's in his suite, and he's got the gear on and all this stuff. And they should get that gets shown on TV. The fans love that stuff. Yeah. You know? It, it, it's it's actually understanding the market. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and and not going, hey, they're competition. No, no. You, you know, the rising tide raises all boats. And I exactly. believe that the Phillies and the Eagles are are lifting the Flyers up in a way, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. And I know Sirianni, he's a panderer. OK, that's one of the one of the things I don't really like about him. But doesn't feel you genuine. See, you do ha- to you. Ha- um, you know, him being at the Phillies game does, but him wearing the T-shirts every other day when he first got here, you know, the. You know, mm-hmm. Different crazy T-shirts that would, you know, Bryce Harper or whatever. That, yeah, seemed, that, that seemed like a little forced for yeah. me. You know, he's almost like he was trying too hard. Like you know, mm-hmm. just calm down. You know, just win a couple of games and, you know, let it happen <laughs> start organically. There exactly. Um, but you know, seeing him at the games and seeing you know these other players and Embiid was at the game and you know I love that stuff. I think yeah, that's I cool. Too. Yeah. When it's the place to be and everybody's there. I remember in 08 or 09, mm-hmm. being at one of those Phillies playoff games, my buddy was, um, my buddy, my roommate from college, Derek Wickman, his brother-in-law is Brett Myers. So we sat down in the family section mm. um, and we're down there hanging out and you'd see Mike Richards, Carts and Joffrey Lupel and Scotty Carts. Upshaw just double fist and beers oh. at the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That crew. Right. <laughs> Right. I mean, they were there just getting Tank Murdoch. It was awesome. Wow. Uh, but I love seeing when the other the other guys come. Rob Rob Thompson was at the Flyer game the other night. Dropped the puck. So. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, the, he got the extension. Um, I'm, oh, I'm glad to see Joey Beast here on the stream. Yeah. Because he was on my stream yesterday, Harry, and I got spammed in the middle of the stream with some porn site just posting. Click here for blah 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 blah, and I I. I didn't know what to do, so I just kind of blocked the comment, and I blocked Joey B by accident, and I wasn't sure if I blocked him from, you know, my stream yard. Oh, jeez. No, so good right. to see he's Joey right B. Yeah, he's got a Broncos fan in Denver, of course. He says 10,000 no-shows are expected at mile high for the game against the Jets on Sunday. How about Holy. that? This whole Denver Broncos-Russell Wilson thing has been a colossal failure thus far. Oh my god! I mean, they are—they're really hard to watch. They did make three big plays on Monday night, but still found a way to lose the game to the Chargers, who didn't play well either. Yeah. Um, but this whole Russell Wilson thing—and he's a guy who 
forces it to me. Yeah. He's he's kind of weird. Yeah, he is. He's a little different. Yeah, like that whole Mr. Unlimited thing. Remember that about a couple yeah. of years ago? I mean, what was that? He was a great player, but how is he cooked or what? Like, what's the deal? I know he's dealing with the injury, the hamstring or whatever. Yeah, he's got an injured uh, hamstring. But uh, yeah, that I, team I is like watching freaking lava flow uphill, man. Yeah, it's, it's, Brutal. it's terrible. Unreal. Joey they, says they seem to be Jason on primetime TV all the time, too. Well, we all thought they were going to be a good team this year. Right, right. So yeah, what else did he say? He said, I thought Jason hated me. Oh, Joey no. B, I will tell you this, that I spent last night, I spent an hour trying to figure out if I had you blocked because I didn't want you to be blocked. Mm-hmm. And I, I searched out Joey B and I found his YouTube channel, Harry. He has a I YouTube channel? to it. Yes. He doesn't really post anything, but I was making sure he wasn't blocked. Oh, okay. So I subscribed to him and then clicked it to make sure he wasn't blocked. So, I mean, these are the, these are the lengths that I will go to. Mm-hmm. To make sure that this audience is taken care of, Harry. Yeah, and Corey McManus checking in. Says he loves the pod. Misses yeah. us on the radio. Yeah. Well, I agree with part of that. <laughs> I agree with the first part. I don't miss me on the radio. <laughs> at all. <laughs> now, I you know, I miss me on the radio, but at the right price. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You can, What are you saying? You can be bought, Harry? Absolutely, I can. Yeah. yeah. I, do you miss the grind of going in there and doing a show for four hours a day? Uh, no, I don't miss that. But, you know, if I was paid properly, I could deal with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, of course, you could do anything. Yeah. I could I could shovel shit if I'm compensated correctly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, Some days that's what we were doing. What? The, yeah. You, you know, know what I mean? A living doing that. Yeah. I mean, this time of year and everything that's going on now, sure, it's fun to be on the air. Oh, yeah. Every day. And kind of going through it with the people and the whole thing. But um, no, I don't miss it at all. I really don't. It's liberating not doing the show every day. I love I love this this medium of mm-hmm. on demand, non FCC sanctioned content. Right. Yeah, I, I prefer this too. Yeah. Um, did you see the new um, Sixers promotion? No. What do they got going on? Well, you know they had the uh, what was it? The frosty freeze out at the mm-hmm. free throw line where if the yeah. the opposing player would miss two free throws. That frosty. Uh, the, the, the fans would get a free frosty. And I think it was one of the, the small ones, not the, the gigantic one. But anyway. Yeah, that thing's like a shot glass. You need more than that. It's no longer the frosty freeze out from Wendy's. It's now Brickin' for Chicken Chick fil A nuggets. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Now that I, like I, can, that. I, can, I, can, I can deal with that. That's, that's a good one. The so first you get like a time, four piece? Well, the first time that it happens. Uh, the fans get a five-piece nugget from Chick-fil-A. The second time it happens, they up the ante to eight nuggets. Mm. And if it happens a third time, you get 12. Mm. You get a dozen nugs. A dozen nuggets. Oh, Chick-fil-A man. nuggets are really good, too. Well, they're actually chicken. Yeah, they're they're better. <laughs> they're way better than the McDonald's nuggets. Yeah, yeah. that's not chicken. <laughs> you don't think? <laughs> no. Yeah. But well, yeah, what do Chick-fil-A you pre- what do you prefer though, Chick Fil A overall or Wendy's? Uh, I prefer McDonald's because I go QP with cheese hair. Well, that's and the fries are unmatched. But that's not what I asked you. Okay, uh, <laughs> uh, Chick Fil A over Wendy's. You do? Yeah, my Wendy's is a little clumsy in this really? town. Yeah. See, I prefer the Wendy's. Do you, you yeah. like the square burger? I like the burger. Well. It, it, it used to be really... I used to love when they had the Super Bar. Remember they had the, the Super Salad Bar? Yes, yes. 
And there was one on College Avenue just past the uh, Cafe 210 West. Okay. And I used to go up there. It was like four bucks for the super bar. Yeah. And I just pull up a chair to that bar. See, I, I, I could never do that. Why? I don't eat at bars, like like self-serve, like smorgasbord kind of stuff. Yeah, my wife does that. Yeah, because everybody else is in there and they're dipping their fingers into the salad, you know, the salad dressing, mm-hmm. you know, they're touching stuff, putting stuff back. I don't, I don't deal with that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. My wife's like that too. Yeah. I have no problem. No, you know no, me. You know. I mean, yeah. You know, something can fall on the floor of the radio station. You'd eat in a hockey locker room. I have. Yeah. I'm sure you yeah, have. Absolutely. Probably one of the smelliest places on the planet. Yeah. A it's hockey great. locker room. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. it. Uh, Joey B says, how about Roy Rogers? Are they still around Philly, South Jersey? You had the Roy Rogers Hardee's uh, battle back in the day too, Harry. And Geno's. Remember Geno's Burgers? Um, I do. I never had one, but I do vaguely remember that. I think that was like back in the 70s, wasn't it? Yeah, early 80s. We had one in Westchester. My brother worked there and the place almost burnt down. Oh, wow. Um, I never went. I don't know if I ever went to a Roy Rogers. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. They're always Hardy's. on the turnpike. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I don't know. It, it's not great. What about no. Arby's? Where are you at on the Arby's yeah. roast I lo- beef I love cheese? the Arby's. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, that was, that was a good spot. Their, their uh, sandwiches used to be, I don't know if they still are, but really big with a lot of meat in them. Oh, yeah. They would stack it very nicely. Yeah. Um, so did you see this this video of this out in San Diego, these guys, this weird video? Oh, the the Padres fan thing? Yeah. I did. Me, um, let, was, I'm going to put, put this in. It was kind of creepy, but I, I kind of laughed at it. I mean, I, I don't know if kinda I was laughing creepy. at them or with them, but I, oh. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, I think this is di- almost disturbing. So here it is. I'm going to play it for the mm-hmm. people. And this is, yeah. here we go. That's what's in. Bryce Harper. He's shocked at how hard that. Show me the. F- no, this is the Fox 29's reaction to it. Yeah. And then they show everybody's <laughs> face. It's kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, that they only showed you just a glimpse of the video. It's like, that's what's it. And then it goes back, Philly, back. It's disturbing. Oh, my God. And you, the worst part is watching the guys dance. That's what's it. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is disturbing. Yeah. I, you know, to me, I think it was all staged. Do you for this very thing from us like the the Fox TV out in San Diego? I think put this together. Okay, just to make a viral moment, you know, knowing it yeah. would go crazy on social media and everybody in Philly would make fun of it. Yeah, you know, and it's that's exactly what happened. It but I is. think it was staged. It I don't is. think anybody really dances like that or dresses like that. Well, I don't know, San Diego hair. Yeah, whole different world out there. They got better things to do than than that. Yeah, sir. The weather's perfect every day. Yeah, well, not not yeah. cold enough for my blood. But you remember Sheena Parveen? <laughs> Kidding me? Okay, how can well, I forget she, Sheena Parveen? She, well, I know she's a friend. She she went she came to in San, and did singing with the Stunads. That's correct. She went to uh, San Diego to do the weather. Can you think <laughs> of an easier job than that? You could just you can pre-record the weather for six months. Oh, that's Eighty-five. Exactly right. Just put it on a study. loop. Yeah. <laughs> She can just, she can do it like they do, like Wheel of Fortune, Harry. Go in mm-hmm. and tape two weeks worth of episodes <laughs> in one day. Just change your outfit. Oh, I'd love Sheena Parvey. She, whenever she showed up at the station mm-hmm. to visit you and Bruno, 
Yeah. First of all, she'd be wearing like yoga pants or like a cute outfit, like kind of like toned down. And I thought she was even cuter. She's always put together. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But she was even cuter. And she's so tiny, right? Mm-hmm. But she'd never come empty handed. She'd always have something she baked, some mm-hmm. cookies. Like that's a great guest. It is. She, she was very nurturing. Mm-hmm. Nurturing. Do I remember Sheena Parveen? Well, I don't know. What'd you think? I got a like, while. Like a, a lobotomy or something? They erased my brain? I can't forget Sheena Parveen. I think about Sheena Parveen at least once every two weeks, Harry. Stop. She had a good golf swing, too. She did. She did. She used to take yeah. lessons uh, over at the 1912 Club. I mean, my dream foursome would be with her and Paige Spiranak. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Mean, How about that girl's job? I'd be spraying it everywhere. <laughs> Oh, I didn't mean it that way. Yeah, of course you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Although I did mean it that way. Oh, God. I mean, that that girl, I mean, she just puts those cans out there. It's like, yeah. holy cow. That's man. the job. Yeah. On the Instagram. Working. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I, I going to tell you, though? Um, by the way, Alex Ollie still looks great. Oh, yeah. She's tremendous. Yeah, and, I don't know and, how she deals with Jarek every morning. Yeah. Do you have any more creepy things to say about news people? In, in the no, area? no, I'm pretty much good there now. <laughs> I don't watch local news that much anymore. Huh? I don't watch ever. Mm. I don't. The old lady puts it on. I'm like, why are you watching this? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't watch. I look. I go to my phone for the weather, and yeah. that's that's really all I needed anyway. So, just but, the weather and the countdown app. Are you having trouble uh, sleeping still, Jason? Um, it's, it's a weird time of year for me, Harry, cause I don't get done. Like the Flyers game ended. I got right. done the broadcast last night about 1045 and then I got to start doing the podcast and all that. So sometimes it is hard to, after a big win for the boys. Yeah. It is hard to wind down and, and get some decompress. Sleep. Yeah. yeah. It's t- tough to decompress. Well, you should put some, uh, some sleep in your studio down there. Cause I know you sleep down there a lot. Psalm sleep has night. you covered. <laughs> the scientifically advanced Psalm stack includes ingredients that are naturally found in your body, like magnesium and melatonin. And sleep, of course, is the best form of recovery. And it's also helped N4L founder and NFL tight end Colin Thompson take his game to the next level. It's simple. All you got to do is drink one serving a half hour before bedtime, and your body will naturally calm itself down. Other sleep supplements, they're going to leave you groggy in the morning, but not Psalm Sleep. Wake up feeling refreshed and ready to conquer the day. Make sure you check them out at GetSom.com and use the code G's for 10% off your order. Get Psalm Sleep. How are we spelling G's, Harry? With a J or a G? A J-E-E-Z, I believe. Yeah, like yeah, we spell just it like it is podcast. right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Joey B is very, very tuned in. He says, I noticed Mert is drinking more and more five-hour energy drinks during his shows. Might be causing some sleep issues. Matter of fact, I had a pomegranate, extra strength uh, to, to start the program today. Huh? That stuff's terrible for you. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's not good, but no, it's it's what I got to do to get by. I mean, I got these crazy hours with staying up, and I got three young kids. Mm-hmm. I got this dog that's Jesus Christ. She gets a separation anxiety, and she just find something to eat, like to chew on. She grabbed a whole tissue box the other day. Ate the whole freaking thing. It's everywhere, all over what, the freaking family room. What is this, a puppy? No, she's about eight months old now, but she, mm. she she's calmed down. I mean, she ate every fucking shoe in the house in the first four weeks she was here. I, I, buy, I bought like three new things of slides, like flip-flops. Yeah. She ate them all. Well, what about, why don't you give her a chew toy or something? Well, her, 
I got I got a crate of chew toys. Oh yeah. That doesn't serve her purpose. I went to Costco yesterday with my son and I had to get three new pairs of scissors for the house because she ate all the scissors. Wow. She ate the handle right off the scissors. And she wonders why she has a hard time taking a shit. She's trying to pass a scissor. <laughs> you know what I mean? What kind of dog is it? You should you should call Mikey Miss for some uh, puppy advice. Now pass. Um, he had that Shiba Inu as a. Puppy. Well, he's got the the children's book based on the dog now. Right, well. right. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah. I, we so when my other dog, I had a golden retriever, Allie Lulu, mm-hmm. and she had cancer, and we were getting ready to put her down. And Ange bought the puppy a week before we put the other dog down, and the the new dog is Luna Lou. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we with this Lou shit. But um, she's a white English cream golden retriever. Oh, wow. Absolute beauty. Great dog. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I'll go outside for 10 minutes. I go up or I'll come down here for ten, an hour work, go back upstairs. It's like she had it was like I was over in Vietnam on a tour. Harry, she hasn't seen me in so long. Wow. Freaking well, out. She used happy to, to see you. Yeah. Luna was a Tom Petty song. Yes. On one of his early first two records. I think it was off. Uh, You're going to get it. I think the second I miss record. Tom Petty. Me too. Did you ever see him live here? Uh, dozens of times. Really? I oh, never yeah. saw him. No, oh, he was great. Now, if you, since you can't go see Tom Petty, I'd like to see the touring version of this, Harry. Did you see this? Oh, yes, of course. The Philly special Christmas album. Yeah, it's coming out, I think, in late November. Is it November 23rd or something, I want to say? Uh, it's somewhere around Thanksgiving. Yeah, close to Thanksgiving is coming out. Uh, are they going to flip Harry before B101 goes to all Christmas music? <laughs> or is know. B101 all Christmas already? You know, I was in Home Depot yesterday, and they already have the Christmas stuff up for yeah. sale. Oh, yeah. You they're, know? they're always months ahead. Yeah. But no, this is uh, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, and Jordan Malata, apparently, have gotten together. Uh, with the War on Drugs as drummer Charlie Hall, of course. War on Drugs is a Philly band. Yep, and one of Mikey dr- Misses bands that was featured in uh, Alt Rock Mondays or whatever it was. They're good. I like them. I mean, the uh, Alt Rock pick of the week was the song "Pain." Ever one of Mikey's choices? That's an could have been. You know, who's about a big, five years old, five six years old. You knew who was a big fan of War on Drugs too. Was Connor Barwin? Well, that's how this all happened. Oh, Connor, really? Connor Barwin's buddies with the band and Charlie yeah. Hall. And they Connor Barwin works with the Eagles. You know, as sort of like, I think, like a community liaison PR mm-hmm. kind of situation. So he thought it'd be a great idea to do this and put the, you know, a couple of the O linemen together and with the, with a record. And it's produced by Charlie Hall of War on Drugs. Awesome. Well, this it's promo seven is great. songs. Yeah, let's listen to this. Let's play. Let's play this promo. It's a Philly special Christmas, and this is the promo. <laughs> Oh my God, it's so great. It is. It is great. Twelve twenty three. it's out, Harry. Oh, really? It's really close to Christmas. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah, it should be out sooner than that. I don't um, have to talk to the guys from War on Drugs. Well, a Philly special Christmas, which it'll be available for pre-order on iTunes starting October 29th. Oh, okay. I'm reading this right out of the Philly voice, okay? Mm. 
And apparently Jason Kelsey used to play the sax back in high school. Get out of here. Yeah. Did he, he play an play alto the, sax, huh? No, no, it was a baritone. I'm glad oh, you asked. It had to it be. It was a baritone sax in his Ohio high school band. Could you see like Kelsey playing the flute? He's not a flutesman. No, he's not a he's not a flutesman. But Mylotta, of course, um, remember him playing the ukulele? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Remember that video that we saw a yes. couple years ago when they first dra- you know drafted him or, or picked him I think up? We played that on the show. I think we did, and he famously belted out Chris Stapleton's Tennessee whiskey song during a team meeting last year, according to the Philly Voice. Wow, that's a good tune. Yeah, it's a very good tune. I like Chris Stapleton. Yeah, he and- can carry a tune. This my lotta. Yeah, yeah. this my lotta. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna. Uh, that that'll be a nice stocking stuffer. Yeah, White Christmas, Blue Christmas, Merry Christmas Baby, The Night Before Christmas, Christmas Baby Please Come Home, Silent Night and of course Santa Claus is Coming to Town are the tracks. Mm, on okay. The so, so they're going to do the uh the the offensive line version of Bing Crosby. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably my favorite Christmas song too. The Bing Crosby version. Yeah, the I'm Dreaming. Yeah, that's, that, uh, that's, uh, that's a classic. Dreaming. Yeah, it's so crooned out, right? Yeah. Now, Very War cool. on Drugs, though. I mean, they're they're good, man. I like that band. Pain is a great song. Holding On, I Don't Live Here Anymore is one of their recent songs on their newer album. I remember they did a, a, a cover of The Grateful Dead, A Touch of Grey. For this. There was this record that came out years ago grateful dead covers by you know covered by other bands yeah and they were a part of it they did touch of gray wow they did touch of gray yeah. that's odd yeah that I, that's not one i would think anybody would do it was more of like a commercial song for the it dead. was yeah that was I one in the preferred... late 80s i think that came out mid to yeah, late i would have preferred war on drugs did like franklin's tower <laughs> you know what i mean or right walk me out in the morning do her <laughs> oh my god while I take a leak in your driveway. China cat sunflower. Yes. yes. Now we're, how about the monkey and the engineer, Harry? You like that song? <laughs> no, I don't. They never played that one live. Bertha. Yeah, well, that's a great one. Yeah. Absolutely. And my yeah. favorite, I've sent this to you on a number of occasions, is uh, you know, from the without a net live version mm-hmm. of Looks Like Rain. Oh yeah, that's a great song. Oh, Jerry's that's so a, good. Yeah. But doesn't Bobby sing that? Yeah, Bobby does. Bobby yeah. sings that. Yeah. Yeah, but Jerry's playing in it. It oh, yeah. sounds like a stream going over rocks. Mm-hmm. The guitar, like it's yeah. just so good. There's like 17 solos in it. But now, it got me thinking, War on Drugs, about Philly bands. Like War on Drugs, Roots, The Hooters, Hall and Oates. And then we got the, the, um, oh, wow. Um, Boys the men. spinners are the spinners from Philadelphia. Mm. The whole TSOP thing, the sound of Philadelphia, those bands. Yeah. So, you know, uh, from the Pro- 60s. Gamble. Uh, right. Yeah. Gamble and Huff. Gamble and Huff. Yeah. Patty LaBelle, of course, from yeah. Philly. Yeah. Um, well, Will Smith. Was Bobby um, Blue Bland, I think, was from Philly. Yeah. Jill Scott's a, F- a Philly singer as well. Right. Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah. Oh, good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chubby Checker's from Philly. That's right. Yeah. South Philly, I think. Wasn't he a South Philly mm-hmm. guy? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's some good. I mean, of course, you got Tommy Conwell and the Young Rumblers, Harry. Oh, yes. Yeah. Robert Hazard. Oh, Robert Hazard. Oh, my God. 
Escalator of Life. Yes. That was the big hit. I texted with Tommy a couple of weeks ago and um, I've been meaning to get him here on the pod. We just got to find the right time to do it mm-hmm. and the location to do it. Cause I'm not having Tommy Conwell on unless he's going to play music live on the podcast. Right. Like I want him to plug in that old ragged out telecaster into his <laughs> fender solid state amp and bang out ace of spades from motorhead. Cause Wait, he'll do it. He has a, a solid state fender amp, not a tube. No, it's a, he's got a solid state one that he plays a lot of times. Oh wow! Yeah, he's a fantastic guitar player. He is. Yeah, I, I saw mean, him unbelievable. Live. I mean, I've seen. Oh him yeah, live. he's great. Yeah. yeah, Tommy is awesome. I saw and, him recently too, like only a couple years ago when uh, Hall the Hall and Oates thing, had right? that. Well, no, Hall and Oates had that Wawa Hoagie Fest thing down oh, yeah, on yeah. the river, and mm-hmm. he, his band played. Uh, you know, in the afternoon. Yeah, and they were great. I was standing right in front row. I was high fiving with them. Yeah, he's the and, best. He is one of the greatest guys. And when I was at YSP and he was mm-hmm. there, we had a Christmas party on the Mushaloo, the boat there. On oh, the, the boat. Yeah. 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 And, you know, That's we're getting Anthony all banged boat. out. The Mushaloo. Yeah, the Mushaloo. We say Moosh. No, um, Joan Jett, too, we forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Joan Jett's, Joan from, Jett's from, like, Wynwood or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, from the Runaways. And yeah. she, she appeared at a Debella the Ball when I was at YSP. Oh, of course. John's JDB is tight with Joan Jack. He is, yeah. And, and she appeared at one of those. But at that Christmas party at YSP, you know, we're getting all banged up. Tommy doesn't. Tommy's been sober for years. But there was a piano there. Mm-hmm. And Tommy just sat down and just started playing songs. And people would just yell out a song. They'd right. yell out, like, Barry Manilow, Mandy. He'd be like, I don't know. Give me a minute. The boom, he'd start playing it. Is that right? I was unbelievable. I was like, dude, this guy is ridiculous. Such a great musician. Jim Croce. Oh, yeah. He went to Malvern. Did he really? Yeah, I think he went to Malvern Prep. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Cinderella. Remember them? Oh, from Springfield Delco with Tommy Kiefer on vocals, Harry. That's exactly right. Yes. How about the hair on those guys? Yeah. Shake me! (laughs) They shot the one video at Pulsations on Route 1. That's no longer uh, around, is it? That's that was. It's like a a, a landscaping place now. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it used that to be a big club metal Mondays. Early early eighties. That was a big yeah. Spot. I saw Slayer there with Metal Church, Harry, on Metal wow. Mondays. Yeah. Yeah, Boys to Men. How could we forget them? Yeah. And Diplo, remember Diplo, the DJ? I don't remember Diplo. Oh yeah, he was he was like one of the early ones, which is now you know there's tons of them where. He went to Temple really? for a brief time. Yeah. And uh, he was one of those first DJs that was like really in high demand. Where he'd be flying across the world, like doing a yeah. party, you know, in, in Munich, you know. And then the next night he's in Tokyo. Like he was one of those guys. Hmm. Yeah. Guys that get, they you know, a casino will fly him in. Yeah. Go nuts to go yeah. see these DJs. I, I don't get oh. that. That's not my thing. Here, here's uh, one of Aton's buddies. Jedi Mind Tricks. Is he a rapper, Harry? Yeah, from Philly. A hip-hop okay. guy. It's a hip-hop guy. And uh, right. Shander knows him. Okay. I'll have to take his word for that. He's always wearing his shirts. Yeah. Well, Shander was one of the artists from Philly at one point. Yeah, he's not he's, on the top, yeah, top he's 100. Not on the, he's not on the top. Autonomous, right? Right, autonomous. Will Smith. Of course, yeah. Jazz yes. Jeff. Yes. Uh, th- there was a music, a, a burgeoning mu- music scene here in in the eighties. I mean, there was some bands coming out. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know this. The Dead Milkmen are from Philly. Oh yeah, hmm. wow. they were punk, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, it was a punk band. Yeah, some yeah, you see Ken, some good bands. Ken Queter, remember him? No. Ken Queter and the Coconuts? <laughs> no. That's the early that sounds A Queter sounds like some sort of disease. I know it does. You have a Queter on your foot. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it's like a goiter. <laughs> Unreal. Um, what's the, uh, you got to tell the people about Fudge Kitchen, Harry, because it's one of our favorite places. Brittany yeah. Fox. Wow, Philadelphia area band. Yeah, the original Fudge Kitchen, of course, Jason, official sponsor of Not For Long Media and, of course, the Aji's podcast. The original Fudge Kitchen's a staple down at the shore with six locations, Cape May, Wildwood, Stone Harbor, and Ocean City. The original Fudge Kitchen makes all of their fudge in store, right on the premises, guaranteeing a delicious product. So stop by and let them know that N4L sent you. But if you're not able to visit in person, it's not a problem. You can They ship across the country, man. You can be sure to check them out at fudgekitchens.com. The original Fudge Kitchen, shipping fudge and sweet treats across the country. That's a great holiday gift, too. No question about right. it. Yeah. Um, for next week's episode, we'll be kind of knocking on the door of Halloween hair. I want you to come up with your top three songs or movies. Three songs, three movies that freaked you out. Like, literally freaked. Like, there's some songs that you hear and you go, holy shit, that, that's like satanic. Right? Wow. Like, like the song Black Sabbath. Yeah, with that, you know those. Bong, a lot bong, of their bong. a lot of their songs freaked me out. Yeah, like really gothic and yeah. dark. Right, yeah. and then, Ronnie James Dio. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Holy Diver, Harry. Right. Uh, yes. So I got this last thing I want to get to here. I got this um, DM from a guy uh, on Twitter yesterday, and he said, "Hey, I love I love Flyers Daily. I listen to it every day." Um, do you have a Spotify playlist? I said, mm. what is that? <laughs> and you can go on Spotify. I'm, I have a Spotify account. I do not. And you can create your own playlist, like all the songs. So I, I created a Spotify playlist with all the songs that I use at the end of podcast episodes, mm. whether it's for Flyers Daily, here, whatever, stick to hockey. And I created this playlist, and there's all kinds of great stuff in it. But usually I, I try and find a song to close out the pods, even this one, that's got some sort of subliminal meeting or we mentioned it in the, in the program. Okay. The type of producer that I am. Yeah. So like when JDB was on, we had a little, uh, who the compilation. Who, who, yeah. yeah. He loves Pete. <laughs> you surprised he didn't get mixed. He, he didn't get mixed up in that cuts over at uh Beasley. No, he's a machine. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool to be friends with Pete Townsend, though. I got to be honest. <sighs> if you got Pete on speed dial, yeah, the, I think Pete gave wizard. him a guitar. Really? Yeah, that I think he gave to his son. Oh, to Casey. Yeah. Well, that kid had it all. Yeah, yeah I bet. <laughs> it's a charmed life. I Although bet. I do have a guitar that was given to me by the great dime bag Daryl that you see. Well, yeah, it's behind right you. behind me there. Yeah, yeah. over right here. Right, signed by him as well. So good collector's item for myself. Now, would you got, go back? Would you go back into rock radio? Yes. You would? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a mini cool. version of the guitar here. That's cool. The Dean from Hell. Yeah. Yeah, right here in the home studio. Yeah, I would go back into rock radio in a heartbeat. Would you? <clears throat> yeah, that's fun. Yeah. You don't do much. Well, right. But, I mean, it, it's kind of, I don't think it would be as fun as it would have been, like, 20, 30, 40 years ago. No, like, definitely you know, not. There's, there's hardly, there's not that many great acts anymore, are there? No, well, I don't, you know, I don't think so, Harry, because, because 
of streaming and music industry became all about the single. Yeah. No longer the album. There's right? no concept albums anymore. Yeah. They, they don't develop artists. They get a single out there and get as many downloads as they can, and then mm -hmm. they kick them to the curb, right? Right. Yeah. There's always very been one hit wonders. Very rare do you have the follow-up success. You know? Yeah, the first album's easy to write. Right. You got all the pain in the world to write about, right? Then the second right. album, you got all this money and chicks and the whole thing that goes with it, drugs, yeah. tour buses, no vans, and all that shit. And what are you writing about now? Right. You know, that's the hard thing. But rock radio is great. I mean, you go on, you don't have a lot of freedom to go out and like talk radio was great because you could really show your personality mm -hmm. and perform. And rock radio was, you know, that was, this is read this liner. That's what it became. Right. Which is a shame. Very few guys still have the autonomy to do what Pierre does and just take a, take a break and talk for four minutes about whatever, about his coffee and his dog, you know, that's not wow. what it is anymore. You know, here, that was Leonard Skinner. Coming up, we got this in a music marathon. Here's Metallica, wherever I may roam. 93.3 right. WMB. Right. No longer does the DJ, like, tell a story, you know, in between the songs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And give you great information. Ed Shockey was awesome at that. Back me. in he the day. That guy was phenomenal. Yeah. Ed was great. I mean, Mel Toxic back in the day was a good rock DJ. <laughs> Randy Cotts. Yeah. I love Randy Cox. Our good friend Ray Coob was, was right. one, of the, one of the best, too. We and, need to get him on, by the way. Yeah, he's he does got an a interesting really good podcast. He does a really good podcast mm -hmm. about music. Yeah. And he was my A&R rep uh, at Interscope when I was a music director in rock radio. Is that so right? So he worked with artists and the whole thing. Yeah, he's awesome. And, and actually, one of the, the best record rep in the country, and I think everybody in this country will agree, that worked 10 years ago and 30 years prior is from Philly. Her name is Bobby Silver. You ever meet Bobby? No. She is a legend. She mm. was the best record. She'd send you a handwritten Christmas card every year, a handwritten birthday card, everybody. Mm. She was the, this little woman with this crazy hair. She walk in and bring you in Marilyn Manson, mm. <laughs> right? Wow. She was like 60. She was She's the best. I just sent her a message the other day for her birthday, as a matter of fact. Bobby Silver is a legend. Wow. So, um, all right. Anything else you want to get to, Harry? No, I think that's it. Think <clears> you spilled the all. bucket? Yeah. All I right. read well, the entire show sheet. <clears throat> you certainly emptied the clip. Did you use your notes at all? Uh, yeah, I used them all. Oh, did you? Nice. Yeah. I didn't even. My phone was on top of mine the entire time. So, um, all right. That's going to put a wrap on episode 39 of the Aggies podcast. We'll be back in a week's time. In a week's time. Yeah, we'll see the where Phillies uh, are still playing. Yeah, see where the Phils go, and uh, yeah. we're preparing for the Eagles' return. Flyers will still be underway. We'll be plenty to get to here on the OGs podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Everybody, leave us a five star rating and review. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, and uh, we would appreciate that as well. Have a great week, everybody. Mm -hmm.